You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. A week is a long time in football, as was proven again last night on Friday Night Footy as the Dogs turned around their disappointment from seven days ago to smash St Kilda and keep their finals hopes alive. Coming up... We hear from both coaches and our AFL Nation experts as we reflect on a dominant night. Off the pack, it'll be rowed by Johannesson. Hand pass to Eugel Hagen, hooked it around the corner, and the dogs get the first. Jamara strikes. Seven and a half minutes in. Bontempelli, Bailey Dale, 45 out, should, does. It skips through for their third goal. And the Dogs are finding their way home, and the Saints ain't at the moment. 3-2-20, the Bulldogs. Bailey Dale exploring down the ground. Kicks their third. Meantime, Riley West for a fourth Bulldog goal. He pushes hard at the foot, but he pushes straight. And it goes right through the middle, and the Bulldogs have 4-2. And that spells big trouble for the Saints. They have just two behinds. Eugle Hagen from 35 metres out. Couple of steps. He got balanced. Enough! Kicks his second. Could this be a coming of age of Jamari Hagen on a Friday night? Those Friday night lights are flashing. Salipratore, who's desperate to give it to Hannon, rushing by, sidesteps Wood, sizes up the goal, threads it brilliantly. The Dogs are doing as they please. Seven unanswered at the start of the game. And Mitch Hannon with a goal of the game for host plus. That's a plus. Ball scrounced out. McRae picks it up. Back to Bontempelli. 49 metres out. <laughs> the full body. <laughs> Lands the Dogs' eighth goal, Marcus Bontempelli. He's 25 metres out. Derek probably won't credit them with this one either, but <laughs> there's the second goal for the Saints that's on the scoreboard. And that at least is something. Bontempelli, though, gives it right back to him. Eugle Hagen stepped his way clear and pounded home his third. Jamara Eugle Hagen builds on an impressive night. It's a play of the day for Mildura.com.au. Under all sorts of extreme pressure, Bontempelli, a desperate handball forward, found its way back to Garcia. He's buzzing around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now he kicks a goal. And the Dogs renewed assault at the start of the third term. Has just about finished off this as a contest. Trelaw skips in, strikes the footy. An immaculate kick for goal. And it's a game-high lead beyond 50. Max King from 40 metres out. It's a good-looking strike. And he will ensure... The Saints don't suffer the indignity of another goalless term, at least. Billings brought down by Williams. Off the ground went long. Sinclair charged up. He found the way to drop it onto the left Great and goal. kick it through for a goal. Some relentless stuff from Secura that hasn't been there all night. 
It's their fourth goal. 35 metres out around the corner. Has he brought it back too far? No, he gets it right. So the Saints get a little bit of substance and sustenance at the start of this final term with two quick goals. King comes in and guides it through, so he at least kicks truly. And the Saints have a sixth goal and a third of this final term. They've basically doubled their score in the last quarter. 6-14-50 to 12-6-78. Got a kick at 35 out. He has. Zach Jones puts it through. And it's back to 22 points the difference. Marcus Bontempelli fires it through for the sealer. <laughs> Celebrates down on one knee, chainsaw style. Brett Lee. He has served in every manner that has been required from first to last. And the dogs are home. The dogs led all night by 30 at quarter time, 36 at the half, 50 at three quarter time and 28 at the close. The final score, 13-6-84. The dogs over the Saints, 7-14-56. Yes, a big win for the Western Bulldogs who are on top right from the start thanks to their top line midfielders. But what was more apparent was how well they were operating all over the ground. With Booker Kamas back in the team, this time as a defender, they look much more organised than in previous weeks. And with Dale and Richards giving their trademark drive, the opportunities came regularly to a Bulldogs forward line that welcomed back Josh Bruce in the absence of Norton. Waitman and West were lively and hit the scoreboard. But it was the Bont, Dunkley, McRae and Liberatore who were the driving force in the middle. The Saints were trying to play a kick-mark game but too often turned the ball over poorly with only Sinclair and Wilkie down back and Steele in the middle prominent at all. At quarter time, it was five goals to nothing, the Dogs' goals all coming off turnover. It was more of the same at the start of the second term, and while the Saints were terribly disappointing, it was exciting to see the young Bulldogs at both ends do so well. Karmas in defence continued to intercept with some help from Gardner on King and Keith on the resting ruck, while Damari Hagen was playing his best game at the level in the forward line. Trelaw was also doing well in his new role across half-back, but it was Bontempelli's class that was a step above all. The Dogs had kicked seven unanswered goals, and it was hard to see where the Saints first was going to come from. As a measure of the, how the Saints were travelling midway through the second term, Jade Gresham only had two disposals. At last, some relief as Mason Wood executed a snap. He'd been unable to execute in the first quarter and around the corner goal from a set shot in the pocket. And the skipper Steele also added a goal as the Saints were able to at last get some ball movement. But the true reflection of the performance was reflected in the 18 inside 50s only at half time. There wasn't much to report from the third quarter other than a third goal to Jamara and a nice snap to Garcia with a game back to eight goals and seemingly over. Liberatore's clearance work was outstanding. Trelaw got forward for a goal, but it was Bontempelli's brilliant set-up play that saw Johannesson kick truly that really stood out. The margin at the last quarter was 44 points and it seemed the game was over. But was it? The Saints dominated the early portion of the last quarter. They kicked the first two goals of the term but then wasted multiple opportunities to kick more behinds with Higgins having a wretched time trying to kick truly and failing. Amazingly, the Saints got to within 22 points with five minutes to go. But fittingly, it was the Bont who settled things with a great mark up forward, which he converted for his second goal. The final margin was 28 points, which flattered St Kilda, although they get some credit for fighting on. Ahead of our coaches, let's hear from our AFL Nation experts, Dermot Brereton and Jared Healy. 
Well, full admiration for the way the Dogs have rebounded from a horrible loss last week against the Sydney Swans. I love the way they restructured their back line. Or it worked a lot better. Without question, one of the highlights of the night was uh, Karmas going to centre-half back. But uh, I thought Gardner was one of the best games I've seen him play. Bailey Dale got off the leash again, was significant. You move into the midfield, Libba was superb. His clearance work was uh, unparalleled on the ground. They were led brilliantly by their captain. And up forward, they just found a way to make do with uh, a couple of losses uh, in personnel, but some young kids doing well down there. They just brought their A-grain. They brought their conviction, to use uh, Bevo's word, and they just really obliterated St Kilda for two and a half quarters. Then they put the clutch in to a degree and the Saints got some respectability back on the scoreboard. But where to St Kilda, Derm? That's a question I've got no answer for. If you're a Saints supporter, don't even bother looking at the stat sheet because we, we rely on the stat sheets. They give us so much information. But there are some stats tonight that are going to lie to you that the Saints were in this game. And that is they were only minus three for inside 50s. They were completely outplayed. The stat sheet's going to tell you that the Saints won four plus four contested mm. possessions for the night. Yet they look soundly beaten around the packs yep. for how the when the loose ball was there to be won, when the contested ball on the ground was there to be won, the dogs seemed like they dominated. Centre-bounce clearances, 12-8. It seemed like the dogs took it away more than that in their favour. There's so much that, that belies the way this game felt. At one stage, you and I looked at each other and we thought, this is a 100-point margin yep. coming up. They did put the cue in the rack. But, but And the Saints did have a bit more of a go, but it was a really poor showing from the Saints. And one of the, the aspects I'm looking at here, and that is on the stat sheet, one thing that isn't lying is contested possessions. There's 33 between Bontempelli well and, and uh, uh, Liberatore. Yep. Uh, they had 65 possessions all up between them. So there's your dominance around the pack because when the Saints were able to win it at the centre bounce, I can't think of one time where they streaked away from stoppage. Yet the amount of times that Bontempelli put space between the, the stoppage pack and when he delivered the ball was frequent. One of the highlights of the night, and it broke down after midway through the third quarter because I suspect it takes so much energy, but the Bulldogs' zone defence preventing St Kilda moving the ball in the first half yeah. was as good a team defence as I've seen this year. It and, was superb. And yet, I'd say don't look at the stat sheet because it'll show that the Saints had 80 intercept possessions <laughs> turning the Dogs over to the, to the Doggies' 56. Yeah, the dogs so they for won one, that. They the went Saints, for so much though, the Dogs, yeah. didn't they? So, so don't look at that stat sheet there. Stats tell us so much. At the end of the game here tonight, there's a few areas that are going to lie to you. Yeah. You weren't as good as the stat sheet says and probably was fortunate enough to get within, what are we, within 30 points, 28 points. Yeah, it's a very flattering scoreline for the Saints. And quite frankly, I came along here thinking this was one of the easier ones to predict this weekend. Uh, and if I was a Saints supporter, I'd be pretty disappointed in tonight. That's our AFL Nation experts. Now the coaches. First, Luke Beveridge, and then a very disappointed Brett Ratton. Should be uh, you know, pretty joyful and due. important. Yeah, I mean, Sydney came with a strategy last week that really worked for them, and, uh, and we didn't adjust well enough. So, as you can imagine, uh, boys are pretty proud, so they were on the front foot trying to you know, rectify or get some pride back, and uh, most outstanding year last year. I think 
we, as a, as a group, cost him a Brownlow medal because we, we stopped playing um, our better football in that last part of the year. And, you know, he, uh, he was trying to do everything for the team and ultimately it's a lot. He did, yeah, he played really well, Buku. We went through a period this year where we were worried that we weren't going to have a second ruck or even a ruck, you know, from an injury point of view. So we started to prepare him uh, to put as well, uh, uh, align with that ruck situation, you know, with um, an injury here and there and um, some support for Aaron as a, you know, as a key forward. And um, so we probably swung him from a needs point of view. Now, say with Brucey back, Mark Brigade that I, th I thought um, had the arm wrestle in our favour early. Did you feel like Jamara took another step forward? It's a nice three goals, quite impressive. Yeah, he, he did. I, he first half in particular, and then, you know, the more games he plays, the, the better he'll run him out. And um, a, a first half that really helps us on our way, good step for him. Brett, I'm mindful you'll be uh, tremendously disappointed, but obviously with so much to play for tonight, there was, I guess, a poor performance for three quarters and a good one for one. What do you sort of put down that disparity to? Uh, probably initially, uh, I thought, you know, the first five to ten minutes we were up for the fight and pressure was high and then some real costly turnovers that sort of deflated our confidence and went back in our, our shell. But, you know, our pressure, um, I think we had 11 tackles in, in the first half. It's it's not where we want to be. Um, you yeah, know, we... we one of our KPIs tonight was pressure and yeah, it just fell away. And um, as a team in this space where, you know, Friday night um, we're trying to make finals, we're trying to get into the finals and we deliver that performance is below par. And our pressure's been up and down in games, but when it's been poor, uh, opposition have really punished us and that happened again. You know, on the back of some of our ball use, I think they scored 5-1 from turnovers in the first quarter but our pressure was not to where we wanted to be um, and that's that's been a bit of a constant since the break. Is it almost more concerning given that that was a clearly a key performance indicator for you guys going in that they it's still not clicking for them the pressure wise? Yeah it's yeah there's aspects to it whether we give away a free kick and you know we're second for the ball or um, but just our work rate to get it achieved uh, is is down and that's something we'd, we'll just probably focus on that this week because that's the game right there. Um, yeah, we could kick the ball better, but we've got to be a bit more um, hungry in that space than we have been. Yeah, it, it was disappointing. That's your eight and three. Do you feel like you're running out of chances to resurrect this season? Well, if we produce that, we are. You know, uh, you know, the, we produced that and the second half against Fremantle and then you could just take some of the other games uh, post the bye. Um, the Essendon performance was, you know, no pressure in the game, allowed Essendon to transition as well. So it is a, a concern for us and trying to find the right mix and the right players to get that done. Uh, we'll keep exploring that. But, yeah, we're running out of time very quickly. A shout at Brett Ratton after their fifth loss in six games. Just some numbers to close out. Bontempelli, 34 disposals, two goals, three goal assists, 12 score involvements to win our player of the day. Lebba, 31 disposals and 11 clearances. And Bailey Dale had 30. For the Saints, Sinclair clearly their best with 36, while Wilkie had 27 disposals, 16 marks and 14 intercepts. The last quarter affected the overall stats, but the Dogs were 21 up in clearances. 
So both teams on nine wins and sit just outside the eight. The Dogs' percentage, 112%. The Saints, 101.7. The Bulldogs have the Ds next week and then the Cats, while the Saints will take on West Coast in Perth without the injured Paddy Ryder, who had to be subbed out with a calf injury. Of course, you can hear much more on last night's action coming up with our team on Crunch Time and then all the action in Round 18 on AFL Nation. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.